This episode of the Horse Feed UK podcast has been brought to you by Chi and Me. Chi and Me is a fledgling micro business supplying the finest Great British quality activewear for your dogs. Join them now on Instagram. Join in from the beginning. Hello, baby. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 17 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. Joining us this fortnight is Laura from the Equestrian Sponsorship Hub, bringing us some brilliant social media marketing tips. Then we're followed up by Charlotte Ellis, aka the Country Equestrian and owner of Welly Banter Creations. We're going to be having some fun chats with her and getting you some great Christmas gift ideas. We're really pleased to also be introducing our newest segment from the Dressage Coach. She's joined us this episode and we'll be back in the future to give us some top training tips. Of course, as usual, we're bringing you our brilliant rider review, this time on Mountain Horse Boots by Debbie Ha. And of course, we've got our social media shout outs and a catch up with me and Amy. We hope that you enjoy this episode and if you've got any ideas or suggestions, please do let us know. Don't forget to like and subscribe, follow us at The Horse Feed UK and check out the website, thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. Amy, what's the goss? What's new? Not much. I'm not as grumpy this week, though. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thank goodness. Bloody hell, we had an impromptu rant last fortnight. But no, um, what do you know? What's happened with all the lockdown changes? I'm so confused, I can't keep up. I think everyone's confused at the minute. The guidance was a bit hit and miss. It was pretty much as clear as mud when it first came out, what you could and couldn't do. Could shows go ahead? Could training go ahead? The rules are all over the place. So I would suggest for anyone, I'm not going to give any proper advice if you're going to do something, check first, like check either with your local government body, check with the BRC, BHS, whoever you feel would be the best contact, look and find out first because the, the rules are still all over the place. Even with riding lessons at riding schools, they're a bit all over. One thing I do know you can do is you can have one-on-one lessons at your yard, but again, check with your yard manager. Not everyone will want people coming in and off. So just ask yeah. I think it's the best thing to do if you're not 100% sure that's the best way to go hopefully it'll all be lifted on the second we can get out to some shows again and competitions and things but hopefully next year there'll be some extra classes in and see what we can do from there fingers crossed what have you got planned with your girls now that sort of everything's been cancelled <laughs> when Caddy's finished having a role I know yeah we are background. on location at the yard today we are uh, pretty quiet really Caddy's had well they both had physio last week Caddy's very sore bless her nothing wrong just growing pains and work so because of what she does it's very varied she's pretty much used every single muscle and anyone that follows me on Instagram or Facebook will see that Caddy's quite a little compact porker (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she is on a diet I'm aware she's overweight so you know before the Karens get on at me she's on a diet she gets worked she's fit as a fiddle but she's a very very compact little pony with a breed and everything she's incredibly short in the back for a mare so all her muscles tend to be on top of each other so she does get very tight very quickly so i generally haven't done every three months in fact this time it was two Mm. because i could tell she was tight in her chest especially because she's only five and still maturing she's changing a lot so i do like to keep on top of it and make sure that everything's right so she's having a week off. She's very unappreciative of having the massage pad on her that we've touched on in the past and doing her stretches and everything. Grandy's still living his best life in the field and doesn't want anyone near him. And poor Harmony's got the brunt of the stick because now Caddy's off, she's doing extra work. So, because we don't really tend to work Harmony in the school because she gets bored. Yeah. But at the minute with me working in the night's going dark that's all she's got as an option it's difficult isn't it because it's like even i don't know we spoke about summerford and things like that but it just got really complicated with sort of the restrictions that were in place and going and yeah. it's just easier almost to just hack locally and use the facilities that you've got and to not yeah. sort of venture out but that's um not a bad thing we've been on social media a lot and uh, we've got laura from the equestrian sponsorship mm-hmm. hub on on this show she's going to chat to us about sort of social media marketing because it is it's you can feel that it's on the increase and i yeah. think so many people are we love 
love following people's accounts like Charlotte who I've been stalking for ages <laughs> um, you know like seeing people's stories and what they're up to and there's definitely sort of loads of engagement going on there which is no wonder really because it's not much else you can do well, people can't see each other and talk to each other and there's yeah. people that you'd normally meet up with at a show or go on a fun ride and everything it is at the minute a really beneficial way of staying in touch especially with the dressage coach I mean that's going to come into its own yes definitely yeah and like Amy's just touched on sort of towards the end of the show we had the dressage coach on the last episode and um, Maddie's really nicely agreed to sort of come back and to do as a series of training tips the first one is in today's show we're very grateful but again so she does digital online coaching and like you've said, it's, there's never yeah. been a more prevalent time for that, 100% sort of get involved. So, you know, guys, we are trying to put suggestions in the show for things that you can do to sort of stop the boredom setting in and to keep you all motivated and to keep ourselves motivated as well with the ponies. If you've got any ideas or suggestions of things that you'd like to hear on the show or you want to come on the show yourself, as we do keep saying, this is a community podcast. We want you to get involved. So please do let us know if there's something that you can think of that we've not picked up on yet again get in touch let us know we're more than happy to sort of be open to suggestions there's nothing too weird or too wacky the weirder and wackier the better sam will love it (laughs) if you're telling us to throw a ball at a horse she's already done it (laughs) anything equestrian guys yeah we're, we're very open to suggestions and like we said without you getting involved in the podcast and providing some content it's going to be a very boring show especially at the moment we're just not doing very much me more than ever um and even doing stuff I've been trying a little bit, yeah. We've been trotting. We've been doing a bit of trotting, yes. We're going, we're booked in for sort of a lesson in a yeah. couple of weeks, aren't we? So it's nice because I've got a name for that and Amy's already earmarked me for a clinic and a show in the new year because she knows me very well and she knows that it's good to sort of have a goal and something to aim towards. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a show or a clinic, does it? Even like with the online coach and things like that, but it does, especially at the moment. It's so easy to feel like no direction. But they're doing the, um, is it 100 or 1,000 miles hack? Hacking, yes yes you can track your progress you get a nice rosette and there's like different levels and stuff so i think that even if you're not out competing and you do just want to go out and see the countryside and enjoy your horse and do that kind of aspect of it they're doing that and i think that's a nice way to track your progress but not uh, any pressure and just mm. feel like you are achieving something because yeah. you can go out hacking every day and you don't feel like you've done anything but when you look back and think oh my god i've done so many miles in mm. so many months actually that's a bit of an achievement yeah. and I've done more than I thought it's a nice way to do it definitely a really good suggestion we're going to be back next fortnight and we're hopefully going to be bringing you a Christmas gift guide as well equestrian gifts so if any of you have got equestrian businesses out there and you want to be featured in the gift guide as always there is no cost to anybody that comes on the show or wants to get involved and we're more than happy to help any equestrian businesses that want a little bit of advertisement so do just let us know that's all from us we've got a very busy show for you so do join us next time get us on facebook and instagram at the horse feed uk and check out the website at the horsefeeduk.co.uk so from me and amy until next fortnight we will see you soon bye laura is from the equestrian sponsorship hub she's been very kindly uh, has agreed to come on the show and have a chat to us because i think especially after our brand ambassador application we, we had a lot of different applications and we follow a lot of people on social media and i know that not everybody's goal to be an influencer but I do think that people are taking a lot of care with their accounts and things like that and social media and social media marketing is a massive thing that I think a lot of us do whether we even realize it or not so I've chatted to Laura previously and she's sort of agreed to come on the show tell us a little bit about she what she does and she might even give us some handy hints and tips as well yeah I hope so (laughs) so how did you get started you're a horsey yourself aren't you I am I've um yeah had a horse the children have had ponies um i haven't got a horse at the moment actually my old boy was put down last year unfortunately oh. but i'm actually enjoying time out at the moment <laughs> without a horse um although i'm you know if something came and found me i'm not going to say no but um yeah always been um horsey i've and my my background is sort of sales and marketing um and but i've been in the equestrian sort of marketing industry for about 12 years for 10 years, I was marketing manager with Equilibrium Products. Maybe people have heard of Equilibrium. I'm sure uh, they have. Um, hopefully. Um, and then about two years ago, I set up on my own, set up the Equestrian Sponsorship Hub, just to sort of focus and target on Equestrian Sponsorship, because it's a sort of an area of the industry that's, I think, really valuable to brands and to riders but there's a sort of often there's a big grey area in the middle where it sort of all falls apart because no one's really managing it. It bridges that gap, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, what are brands looking for when they have a relationship with a rider? And then also what a rider often is sort of sitting there thinking, well, hang on, they haven't asked me to do anything yet. You know, what should I be doing? Mm -hmm. And it's a case of just helping them, you know, manage those relationships, really. Sponsorship, brand ambassador marketing, influencer Mm -hmm. marketing type of thing it's just sort of taken a sort of huge growth really lots of people able to add a lot of value to a brand but I guess I see when I represent the brands or the brands that I work with you know lots of requests for sponsorship or um, collaborations and I think it has to go back to you as a rider thinking you know what's your value what can you actually offer a brand but actually why do you want sponsorship do you Mm -hmm. you know looking for cash or you know financial support to help you sort of get where you want to be or do you just want to um you know help by using products that are going to help with your riding um or just want to get give back to one of the sort of brands that you admire that you love mm-hmm. or what it often the case um and i think people got to be honest is it just to sort of raise your own personal profile yeah. which is fine in its own right but you just need to understand what value you're able to give back to a company because it's got to be a commercial relationship at the end of the day you know a brand has got a budget they've probably got a marketing budget even if it's sort of free product it's never free it's got to be accounted for and they can choose where to spend that so um i think there's riders have got an awful lot to give a brand you just got to understand what your value is and how you're able to do that definitely and do you feel that sort of what the brands are looking for is, is it specific to each brand or do you feel generally there are a few things that perhaps each brand are looking to get from their brand ambassadors? Oh, no, I think it's definitely sort of individual to each brand, really. You know, and it isn't just about social media marketing or, you know, tagging them in or promoting them on your posts. I, I, I think a lot of people, you can actually look a bit deeper into that and just think, I've got other things. Maybe you're, you know... T- sort of a a whiz with the camera or something and you can take great photos or you can help write blogs or um you know many of these the brands that i work with in the equestrian industry and you'll know this sound they're small businesses and got a huge team of people behind them so if that brand ambassador can be more um to them than just you know a social media influencer say um i think um yeah they all look you know individually yeah, very much so. No, exactly what you just said. When reflecting back on sort of our own ambas- brand ambassador search, that was something like we said we were not bothered if you've got the biggest following. And the first five that were selected, you're very right; they were selected because different skills, variety of different skills. Like not everybody, for example, would want to come and speak on the podcast, but they've got sort of you know they've had a PR background or yeah. they're good at the marketing side of things, and and even just to sort of get other people's thoughts and contributions on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things I do, I sort of work with riders um, and uh, coach them to really look and delve into what is your value. I've just been working with someone recently and it's sort of like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, yes, I can. You know, I'm actually head of that committee or something like that riding club or something like that. You know, it's and. And that's where brands are, you you know, you've, you can be multi-layered, I guess. And sometimes you don't even realise it. Have you felt that there's been a change? Well, and I'm just wondering whether that change within the equestrian community has been slower, perhaps, than, than perhaps other industries will be in the uptake of identifying sort of brand, brand ambassadors, social influencers as something, oh, actually, yes, we would like to get involved. Do you feel has that been the last two years, three years, five years? At what point have you sort of seen that increase? I think it's definitely on the rise at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, again, I work with brands so that f- to help them sort of understand the power and sort of uh, really sort of understand the value of working with looking at sort of how it's changed in the equestrian world over, I'd say, the last couple of years, but definitely mm-hmm. the last year as well. And certainly throughout the sort of COVID period, there aren't all that many marketing uh, platforms of uh, tools available that normally brands would be out and about on events yeah. or um, you know at trade shows and uh, on their trade stands and that's not available to them so with more people being online and social media 
sort of engagement increasing since March. There's like been a sort of 61% increase in social media engagement during that time. I think they're realising, hang on, there is um, power and value out there, but they they need to, it's not just giving away a bit of free product and then hope it something happens from it. Yeah. Um, they've got to be prepared to invest a little bit more. There's lots of riders out there. It's just, you, you just need to be able to um, look at your own standout, what's going to make you different from anybody else so that brand is going to want to work with you. Yeah, yeah. And are there any, sorry, I am putting you on the spot here and it could either be, it might not be your own client. Um, are there any sort of brands and or riders that stand out to you that are doing it particularly well? Well, our friend, our mutual friend, Samantha Osborne, I think she yeah. does. It works fantastically well um, and I've been really fortunate enough to know Samantha since my days at Equilibrium Products. I actually developed and founded what I think is probably the first brand ambassador scheme in sort of the you know our equestrian market mm. um, and it was very influential actually it was the first of its kind it was featured in um, a monthly national magazine so we had a huge amount of exposure actually samantha went on to write in horse magazine and showing yeah. world and pony magazine and then um i'm really proud to say that she was the first ever winner of the beta the british equestrian trade association sponsored rider award and they'd never had an amateur rider um win that award yeah i would say who's doing that well samantha's definitely doing it yeah. well she just jumped on those opportunities those opportunities were available to lots and lots of people but she jumped on them and worked really really hard for them um i think that's it i think that is a testament to sort of her hard work and how much effort she does put in this is aside from sort of working full-time as a teacher as well like yeah Oh, it so does. But I think, you know, those opportunities are out there for everybody if they're prepared to work hard. But it has to be genuine. It can't be fake. So, um, you know, I do give a lot of advice on how to find sponsors, how to attract sponsors, how to sort of build your own personal brand and then yeah, what to say to them and how to say it. So, yeah, on my um, in my blog on sort of, you know, the, the do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of little tips in there. And then I do work with riders to sort of go and delve that little bit deeper. So if anybody was interested in getting involved with yourself, at what sort of level? I mean, I know that you've got resources on your website that seem that they'd be relevant to everybody. Um, but if anybody was interested in sort of getting involved with what you do, what are your criteria? What do you look for? I offer sort of three levels, really. Uh, sort of the professional rider, I offer sort of rider management or you know, even if it's a sort of a aspiring amateur rider, um, but competing at a sort of high level. Mm -hmm. So rider management, that's negotiation sponsorship and creating agreements and contracts and sort of managing your sponsors, current sponsors um, and activities. But at a sort of lower level for anybody, I actually I have a sort of interactive uh, book uh, launch price on that and I actually haven't changed it so that's still available to you guys but that really is a really nice um, useful workbook where it goes into a lot of details on how to set yourself up as a sort of personal brand how to grow that brand how to look look for sponsors how to attract sponsors how to approach them uh, and if people wanted to work with me further, I do a four week one to one coaching where I go through everything that I've mentioned just before, but in more detail and then look at how you can sort of build your value and attract more sponsors and what you should be asking for. Um, and then some yeah, lots and tips on actually how to get sponsorship and the right way and the wrong way to ask for that and I would if if you, you're if you're going to ask me for tips now yeah. <laughs> I would say um I did a little survey just recently saying you know how do you ask for sponsor is it email or is it dm and I would and most people said email but from my experience I don't think they do email I think they <laughs> Sense, uh, you know a dm that's how you're going to get an instant reply so if i would say email just from my experience mm -hmm. um but yeah that takes a little bit of effort i guess um, what's your biggest no no what what do you, what is the most frequent thing that you see that sort of has mm -hmm. your head in your hands 
lots of uh, represent your brand and, and wear your logo it's just like okay that's really not going to be a lot of value there or you know they say i love love your products and they t- and it's a, just a blanket message to everybody really it's got to be personal you know i again i go through and one of my sessions on actually what you should be saying and how to say it and it's got to be saying uh, like about their products what products you've used how they've helped you and your horses how what you can offer in return and i think that's it is offer in return it's got to be a little bit deeper than just wear your logo or i'll tag i'll tag you in a post it's not easy. It, you know, it's not easy, but it's if you put a little bit of effort in, it's really rewarding. And once you've got one or two sponsors and you can show or you're collaborating with a couple of brands, actually, it's amazing how many other um, brands come on board then because they can see what you've been are able to deliver and see what your value is. Love it. So exciting. It's honestly, it's what it keeps the equestrian industry going forward because the brands need the riders and the riders need the brands. And it's just bringing them together and finding, you know, a really good way to work together. It is. And I think it's I think it's nice in a way as well that it's come to this because, like you say, sort of historically, it's quite old fashioned. I think you just read Horse and Hound. And I think, you know, if you're a named rider, you need a sponsorship. And I think it's taken longer than in perhaps in you know like fitness industries and things like that for it to filter down to you know amateur riders like you pointed out that I follow on Instagram myself as an amateur rider and I really like that and it's closer to me when the brand uses that sort of person as opposed to I'm just throwing a name at John Whitaker for example you expect him to be sponsored by a brand and that's the case whereas I don't know if it's somebody that I follow regularly on Instagram and I feel like they're an everyday rider like me and then like like keep it country she's been picked up I want it's top spec I know it is and it was just so nice to see that and then following that journey and then it's nice to see that the brand supporting and then it it makes you feel close to that brand as well because like I say Kate is a great rider she does jumping but she's not you know she'd say herself she's not out there sort of competing as a career but it was lovely that top spec picked her up because like i say it brings that brand closer to me almost as as, as a watcher yeah that. it's really relatable for you yeah. really relatable you understand it and it's genuine and it's authentic and it's honest and so you are influenced if she then says do you know what i can't believe the difference in my horse since i've been feeding top spec you know you're you're gonna you know consider that brand or look at it or yes i believe that is more information to- Yes, very much so. And what about sort of equestrian businesses? Um, if there were any businesses, you know, like we talked about sort of small, medium-sized businesses that were interested in in working with ambassadors or, or doing this sort of thing, how would they get started? A brand or a business who are thinking, hang on, this is an area I'd, I don't really know how to um, best use it. <laughs> should I be going for John Whitaker or should I be going for teddy the shetland you know or something like that you know i sort of work with them to again individually i I just don't think you can offer the same service to absolutely everyone because every business is different but i do run a program where i do coaching to develop a sort of um a rider and brand ambassador um program um and set them up with a sort of toolkit of what to expect and then let that they can run it themselves basically but we again work with them for sort of four weeks to set up this sort of um yeah working um toolkit and program to run a sort of successful brand ambassador scheme program really helpful so if anybody wants to check that out i can do so over at the equestrian sponsorship hub.co.uk and you're on instagram you're on facebook and stuff like that as well yeah as the sponsorship hub on uh, instagram and on facebook yeah, just message me. Happy to help. I, Yeah, happy to give advice to anybody at any level. Fabulous. And we're hoping that you're going to come back in the future and give us some more tips on sort of how we can all improve our marketing and social media following and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Let's um, sort of go in and focus on one particular area. If any of you are out there listening and want a bit more help in one area, even if it's sort of how to approach or write a letter or um, how to work with them or um, where to look, then yeah, let's let's do that. Definitely contact us, drop the Horsebeed UK a message, drop the Equestrian Sponsorship Hub a message, let us know what your questions are and we will certainly try and get round. Well, Laura will, not me. I'm no expert. Uh, we'll, we'll drop in again and sort of pick some of those up and get some responses for you. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Laura.
Oh, not at all. Enjoy the rest of your Friday the 13th. I don't know you do. Yeah, that's it. I'm over it now. It's, um, yeah. I'm not. I wish you hadn't told me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's the worst person ever. It was awful of me, wasn't it? So, yeah, do you know, by the way, I just ruined your day for you. I need to go over it. Sorry about that. Spreading think... out sunshine everywhere. Yeah, for the rest of the day. I'll be fine. <laughs> no, fabulous. Is there anything that... Um, I've missed or that you want to add in? No, I think um, covered everything. Um, yeah, whatever level you're at, happy to help, you know, anyone. There's lots of, it doesn't matter, you know, what age you are at and what level you're riding at. Um, yeah, I can offer help and advice because the brands need it. So let's bring you guys together. Yes, definitely. And it's on the increase, which is good. We've not missed the boat. Not at all. <laughs> the lockdown visitors is covered in our favour. So yeah, keep going. Of it. <laughs> no, fabulous. Super. Lovely to speak That's to all. you. You too. Keep in touch. We'll speak again soon. Okay. And put questions in. Fabulous. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, very, very well. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me on. After, well, I was just nagging at you, wasn't I? Come on. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> you much. On the podcast. <laughs> You've got to come on because I'm such a little fangirl. I'm such a stalker of your account, like, personally. <laughs> I like, oh, I like, like that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to make him my friend and Amy's like, stop stalking, just leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I love your story. I love Kate's story. Like, I literally... I'll go on just to sort of see what you guys have been up to. And do you know what? Just for this, I've just been like Googling and went on your link key and I looked at um, your YouTube video and I was like, oh my God, that's like, one of the first times I've seen Charlotte like on a horse, you know, because you'd use the Pivo camera. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like your arm. It's mad. I honestly wish I just had the time to do more like YouTube and vlog stuff. But when like I work on my own a lot of the time um, because we have part-time stuff as well, but I work on my own a lot. So trying to actually you know to set up a camera yeah. to do what I'm doing it's just so time consuming and I just don't have the time that's it and I'm dead interested because obviously you've got your own business which is Welly Banter which I've just been having a look at properly and I'm like everybody's getting a mug everybody's <laughs> a mug like a travel mug <laughs> like we are like I know somebody for the day of the horses ride the farmers yeah um, <laughs> I'm like right everybody's getting a mug for Christmas. <laughs> well yeah you're a groom as well aren't you i am i'm a thing. head yeah head groom on a show jumping yard um oh. what i do by day <laughs> by night yeah Taking over the world <laughs> trying aren't we all aren't we all so how long have you been a groom how did you get into horses in the first place uh so I've had horses right from a very young age. Um, I think it was a case of my mum always wanted a horse as a child and her parents would never get her one. So yeah. as soon as she had a daughter, that was it. This daughter is having horses whether she likes it or not. <laughs> um, so had horses from a really very young age. And then going through high school, I didn't really know what to do. I got to about 15, I think, and I just turned around and said to my mum, oh, you know, I don't want to don't want horses anymore so we ended up getting rid of uh the horses and and that was it and I ended up actually going into agriculture um yeah very different um but absolutely loved it and then I ended up having a horrific injury in 2013 um I fell out with a cow oh. yeah unfortunately she won and I ended up doing some damage to my spine so that completely took me out of that and then I then went into office work but it was not for me at all um <laughs> <laughs> not in the slightest <laughs> and then some things happened in life and I ended up moving in with an ex at the time and it just so happened that the office job that I was in just was coming to an end it just wasn't I wasn't happy there and the landlord of where we were living turned around and said oh um oh you know Camilla needs some help with the horses and she was a hunt master right. um so I was like oh I was like well I've had horses you know I'm kind of leaving my job at the moment he was like oh I'll well, have a word with her so I was like oh fantastic and I'd already done some hunt work before that so had a word with her absolutely fell in love with her she fell in love with me in terms of personality who wouldn't, and who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you um and yeah I did two I don't know, two or three seasons there 
so the first season I just worked for her getting her horses ready. Um, she had four, well, three horses and a pony. Um, one for her and then she had three children as well that would hunt with her when they were back from school and then the following season they needed a second groom at the hunt kennels as well so again I'm just attracted to busy lives so I would get her horses ready for her I would get them on the lorry ship her off and then I would drive over to the hunt kennels and get the second horses ready ready for the hunt masters um yeah absolutely loved it but my relationship at the time was coming to a very severe ending that I don't regret. <laughs> and it just so happens that um, I spotted this job that I'm in now. And it came with a house. And I was like, oh, God, I was like, this is kind of my escape route. And I was thinking of going into competition yards anyway. So I came for the interview and fell in love with it. The place where we were at, because we've moved to a new location now as a whole yard, uh-huh. was amazing. And obviously we got the opportunities to go abroad. So yeah, I went up there and met them all and fell in love and was gratefully given the job. Um, and I've been here ever since. Oh, that's lovely. That's so nice. That's Yeah. yeah. So you, you Instagram? Don't you? Like I, said, I do. I, I'd followed your personal Instagram, I think, before your business one, because um, obviously I love it. What came first, the Welly Banter account or your personal account? No, so personal came first. Um, I didn't do an awful lot with it when I first started it. It was just kind of somewhere to put my horsey photos. Yes. So the Country Equestrian came about. I started following uh, the likes of uh, Tina from Life on the Left Rain yes. and uh, the Wannabe Eventer. And I started following them because I'd watched on telly the the Blue Chip, Blue Chip Academy. That was it. Yes. And I saw them. So I started following them. And I loved how they were sharing their journey. And I was like, oh, I was like, do you know what? You know, I could do that. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to actually have somewhere to see where my life is going in terms of the horses and like, the different things I get to do. Um, and then it just grew. And then because I am so out there in terms of just being myself, I think a lot of people can really connect with that. And I've kind yeah. of now got this little community as such of people that like I would class more as friends that even that I've never met before I would class them more as friends than I would people in real life yeah we're all really invested in you yeah I know it's amazing and I just I absolutely love it it's and it is because you're so nice and you're so genuine we all know when we're watching your videos as well we love it it's so good to watch please the bravery to just be like there you go this is me (laughs) being myself like it or lump it it's so nice it's so impressive we all want to be that person as well (laughs) I can quite imagine that a lot of people sit there and watch my stories and think geez what's coming next like you just don't know because I'm not the sort of person that will filter anything out and I will just put it there I think some people probably think oh god what's she gonna do what's she gonna say (laughs) it's so good it's so good and when you and Kate keep it country um, was it what was it was it I don't know it's usually food related bacon it was all about bacon <laughs> it's just hysterical but um i as soon as this lockdown is over i'm heading straight over there um and we're gonna you know we're gonna properly meet up and um just have some fun um definitely. so i'm really looking forward to that you need to record that take the peeve off of that definitely yeah i think we'll do a full living room exactly we'll do a full-on igtv sort of vlog style thing because i don't think anybody's gonna want to miss out on that definitely not definitely not 100 so when did you start welly banter what made you want to want to start the welly banter so uh was it the beginning or middle of april this year obviously we went into covid lockdown Mm. um and i sadly contracted covid myself oh um yeah i was really quite poorly um and i was sat looking scrolling through the internet trying to find a card for one of my best friends who's also very country and horse related and I wanted something funny and I wanted something country and I could not find it for the life of me and I was like god do you know what I'm just gonna make my own I'll just make my own (laughs) and then I thought oh I was like actually do you know what maybe there's like an idea in this maybe there's other people trying to find the same thing and, and can't 
And then I just happened to be watching a documentary on BBC Three called um, Young, Welsh and Pretty Minted. Um, oh, and there was young people on there who were doing very similar things in terms of business. I was like, do you know what? Maybe I will look into this a little bit more. Yeah. So um, I really then ramped up looking and researching, obviously, market research to see if there was anything like this. Obviously, we've got things like Moon Pig and Banter Cards <laughs> and... Um, what's the one with the pigeon funky pigeon yeah. um but they're not country related like you can't just go on there and find like a card with a tractor and yeah. hilarious sayings or etc <laughs> yeah. so I was, like, oh, I was like maybe there is like a hole in the market here and I kept researching and I could not for the life of me find anything like this and then while I was working away it's usually when I'm mucking out in the morning on my own that all my great ideas tend yeah. to pop into my head <laughs> and then I was like oh do you know what welly banter yeah, I love oh, actually, that's got quite a ring to it. Um, I was like, Welly Banter Creations. And that was it then. It stuck. And I was like, oh, fantastic. I was like, that is it. Then had obviously the decision of, oh, gosh, right. Do I send my designs out for print or do I invest in the equipment and do it myself? So I invested in the equipment, started. And if I'm truly honest, I never in my wildest dreams expected it to go as mental as it has. I need more hours in the day. Yeah. Um, but I am so grateful. I really am. I don't, at this moment in time, I don't want it to get very big, very quick, because obviously I do have my full-time job and I don't plan on leaving that. But obviously I would in the future like it to start to overtake so that I could potentially go part-time and then obviously mm. work a bit more on this. But it's it's been incredible. It's been the most amazing six months. Um, I've been very fortunate enough that nothing has really flopped so I haven't really put anything out that nobody's loved um and again I think that really comes down to showing me as a person on like that side of social media as well um and showing the behind the scenes and I think people can really get into yeah. it and get into the brand and the person behind it that's it and especially with the new business I think there's so many big faceless organizations and I think now more than ever people are a bit more like the amount of posts I see a day on Facebook saying let us know if you're an independent business. We'd like to support. We want to buy from you for Christmas. I do think people are looking at it, but then that you still got to be a good product at the end of it. You know, people might give you a pity buy first time round, but if it's not good, they won't. But like I said, your website's fantastic. All your products look absolutely amazing. And like you said, I've not seen anything similar anywhere else. No, exactly. I think I have just fallen really very lucky that there is a complete hole in the market here. And again, it's always a nerve wracking thing. And again, it will come down to my self doubt and all those nasty demons that we have in the back of our heads that, you know, that day that somebody else looks at my idea and it's like, Ooh, I'm going to do that too. Like that will just be a knife in the heart. But that's that's business. That's business life. It it's doesn't gonna matter though. And they're not you. They're not you. No, that's like very you. true. And that's how I've kind of marketed it in terms of like Welly Banter is my soul and my humour in a product form. Oh, just absolutely lovely. Just really Aww. nice. And you just wouldn't get that from a, a bigger organisation or a bigger company. No, definitely not. And it's all about, you know, I completely appreciate every single purchase that comes through you know I'm like a kid every time my phone goes off so with my website if somebody purchases something it it makes a ka-ching noise so I'm literally like every time it goes off on my phone I literally like jump up and down I'm like (laughs) I just don't think it'll ever get old no definitely I've had to in the beginning I um had all of my like dispatch dates being like I'll get them out the next day you know next day delivery type thing Mm. and I was just getting so stressed because what I was basically doing is I'm a really very impulse person so if I want something like if I get it in my head that I want something well I want it yesterday like today or tomorrow isn't quick enough for me and I was inputting that as thinking everybody else wants that as well And I had to speak to a few people who are like in business and they're like, look, if people want it, they're willing to wait two or three days. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And thankfully, everyone has been so supportive. You obviously get the odd people where they're like, oh, I want it quicker. And I'm like, look, if I can get it, if I can physically do it, I will for you. Like, I will do anything I can to obviously make everybody happy. But I have to obviously make sure that my health and my family. Yeah. 
exactly and i did have a moment uh not last weekend i think it was a weekend before um because basically the way it works with my full-time job is i work six days a week so i work seven till five on a good day can be more sometimes <laughs> um and then i get one day off a week and then i get a long weekend off a month which is four days right. so obviously when i finish work at five i then have about four three or four hours before i have to go back out again at nine o'clock so i literally walk in the house grab some food quick get into my office, do some orders, package them up, go out, sort the horses out for the night, and then I go to bed. And that's the same routine. And then, obviously, on my one day off, I am get out of bed, have breakfast, and then I'm in the office all day then, like, creating, packaging, yeah. sorting emails, that type of thing. And then I go back to work. And then I got to my long weekend off, and I was just... I had orders to do that I wanted to obviously get out ASAP. They weren't needing to be dispatched, but me being me... But I just couldn't. My body was just yeah. like, look, you need to take yeah. a chill. Um, and I did. I took two and a half days off, and I did absolutely nothing. I don't think I've done that ever. Um, I slouched like a sloth in front of the telly. <laughs> I ate an enormous amount of junk food but on that monday i tell you i came back in with a fresh mind yes. and i felt awesome no sometimes you need it and it's it's knowing and valuing yourself enough to take that time and to say no 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 there's nothing wrong with what i'm doing and again it's like something that you, you've got to be quite confident and know yourself well enough to be able to do that and even then you can still feel almost guilty whilst you're doing that but it is so important because if you're not all right everything else is all right and people are relying on you so you have to look after yourself then <laughs> Exactly. And I've learned this both now from Welly Banter as a business, but also from the country equestrian is that you can't please everyone. No. Um, and I think in the instance, that's what I was trying to do. But I'm never, ever going to make everybody happy. Not everyone is going to love me as a person and not everyone is going to love the products that I make. And as soon, the sooner I realised that, the easier it was for me, because then you stop thinking and worrying. It's so easy when you're putting yourself out there and it's like, you know, you're creating things out of passion and love you take any criticism personally because it just it just feels personal and it's like it's developing that thicker yeah. skin isn't it to just sort of let it glance off and be like you're entitled to your opinion but that's great like you said you can't be all things to all people you can't it's an impossibility no exactly exactly thank you so much for agreeing to come on no thank you for having me i really appreciate are it are there any accounts that you want to give a shout out to feel free um Basically just uh, Welly Banter Creations and The Country Equestrian. I'm both on Instagram and Facebook um, for both of them. So just pop over, come say hello. Um, obviously, as always with Welly Banter, if there's anything that you don't see that you want or if you have some amazing creative ideas, then just pop them across and we can basically create anything that you want on a mug or a card. Brilliant. And Het, what's your lead time sort of up till Christmas? Um, so we're, we're on top of things. Um, orders are coming in thick and fast at the moment, but we are okay. So dispatch times are about two or three days. And then obviously delivery is a little bit different at the moment because obviously COVID's just put us back into lockdown again. So um, everything goes out second class sign. So it should take three, two to three days, but sometimes it is taking longer just because of postal offices having I've, issues. You got a cut off date for your Christmas for getting things out for Christmas. I'm thinking more for myself as well. <laughs> so um i'm still waiting for confirmation from royal mail um but the likelihood is is that it's probably going to be two weeks before christmas right okay fabulous so, yeah guys get over to wellybantercreations.co.uk and get your orders in you will not be disappointed i love the stuff like i say i've got i've got cups of your mark for everybody so i need to get my <laughs> order in soon before you sell out i think yeah definitely no fantastic Right, I'm letting you go. Fantastic, <laughs> you're a star. Thank you so much for having Keep me. Keep in touch. I'll speak to you soon. Have a lovely weekend. Real, thanks so much, lovely. Speak to you soon. See you later. A big thank you to Laura and Charlotte for coming on the show this fortnight. Up next, we're starting our newest segment, which is training tips with the dressage coach. If you haven't already checked them out yet, please do. They offer an online digital training platform and the tips that we're bringing to you in each episode are really helpful. Let us know what you think. Training tips with the dressagecoach.com. Hi guys, it's Maddie from the Dressage Coach here bringing you this week's training tip. So, this week I thought we'd talk about uh, warm up and cool down. So, why is warm up so important for our horses? Well, it's to really reduce the risk of injury to the horse when we're riding it. 
we need to make sure that the blood flow is good to all the muscles and the soft tissue ligaments and also it helps get those joints moving so it's really important to make sure we've warmed our horse up properly and then we're going to keep him nice and healthy so let me run through um, a quick idea for a warm-up for you because what I tend to get is a lot of people saying to me oh I don't really know what to do so let me just give you a quick idea so you want to be spending a good 10 minutes in walk uh, at the beginning of your session now I like to do that by starting with walking the horse around on the buckle if it's safe to do so but just letting him have a good walk around on both reins nice and loose just so that he can get himself moving and it's good for me as well it lets me sit into the saddle and relax and get with the horse and moving then I like to pick the reins up just a little bit not onto a full contact but a nice loose contact and while I'm still walking I want to be doing different shapes not just wandering around on the edge so you know some circles some turns um, if your horse is a little bit more advanced and it knows the work you could do a little bit of a gentle leg yield in the walk um, but that all depends if your horse isn't used to doing it or isn't very advanced at doing it then then don't try and touch that then uh, if we're going to move up into the trot make sure your trot's going to be rising because we want to make sure the horse's back has a chance to soften and um, again we want to be doing lots of circles turns changes of direction maybe some nice big sweeping serpentines in there and again if the horse is of the level you could try a little leg yield again um, maybe a little bit of leg yield on a circle nothing too small um, circles of different sizes are good as well uh, then if we're going to look at moving on to the canter I like to do this with uh, three big circles so for instance I'd ride my first circle at A and then I would uh, canter down until I'd got to E or B depending on what rein I was on do another circle there and then continue down and ride another one at C now some horses they need to get over their back a little bit more so what can be really helpful is to actually before you even try doing that is to actually stand up in the stirrups and ride the horse forward a bit with no weight on its back so just letting it move forward just letting it really get itself opened and get itself moving interestingly as well um, depending on your horse you might find that it's easier for the horse to have a very quick little trot and then canter and then come back to doing your trot work it's really horse dependent i found some that prefer to warm up in canter before they trot and some are the other way around they prefer to trot before they canter it's really down to what your horse prefers okay guys so once we've warmed up and then we've done our session we obviously need to make sure we cool down properly so again we need to make sure we're really giving the horse enough time to cool down because if we work right there'll be lactic acid built up in those muscles and we need to make sure that that gets moved out the muscles we don't want our horse tying up we don't want it becoming uncomfortable so again if the horse is more um, advanced or more balanced then really good to have a walk trot and canter on a loose rein with the horse really stretching out and down um, if your horse isn't that balanced or isn't as advanced maybe don't worry about the canter so much but a good trot making sure you've gone back to rising making sure that you've got the horse just stretching bending and just letting go of those muscles that's worked really hard and we're just gently moving that lactic acid around also trying to just bring the breathing down a little bit once you've had a trot and maybe a canter if you've had one make sure then the horse has a really good walk off it really needs to um, be nice and loose those muscles really need to have gone soft if it's winter little bit chilly or if it's very very wet can be a good idea to put a quarter sheet over just so that the muscles don't cool too quickly we don't want any cramping um, but really really vital that those muscles do cool down properly we don't want a sore horse and we don't want a horse thinking that being exercised isn't fun okay guys i hope you found that helpful if you've got any questions or any tips that you'd like to know um, please drop a line to either me at the dressage coach or to the horse feed uk and they can let me know and i'll be more than happy to answer your questions or um, give you a tip thanks bye
A digital coaching platform offering a range of services for riders of all ability, including virtual training, mindset and performance, and nutrition and fitness. TheDressageCoach.com We've got our rider review with Debbie Ha, who's reviewing the mountain horse boots, which is absolutely perfect for winter. And we're glad to be bringing you an update from our brand ambassadors. We've had Charlotte Douglas dressage. She's been out this week and has come second in a dressage competition. The details are on her account. You can follow that. And Portly and Katie and Emily will be bringing it in our next shows. Samantha Osborne's got the award for being the busiest person. I think she's always busy, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's gone back to school, obviously not as a... People. She's a teacher, yeah. She is. So, brownie points there because you know they're busy. So, she's gone back to work. She's doing a 10k competition on Instagram. So, follow, get involved. We're involved. That is something good to win. We donated some prizes for that, and there's loads of other companies. I think it was 26 companies Some's in the end. That, so, yeah. please, you know, get involved. Head over to Samantha Osborne Equestrian to check out that competition. There's something for everyone on there as well. Uh, she's written three articles about mindset for Showing World magazine. Definitely. So, get on board with that one. They'll be in the December, February, and April issues. So, if you're not already subscribing, I think you get that one free with a lot of your memberships, actually. So, definitely something Head to over, look for. check out Showing World. She's got a new puppy. Oh, have you seen the puppy? Oh, so cute. Oh, adorable. Called Magic. You can follow him on Instagram, can't you? You can, at Dusty and Spike and Magic. Right, do, head so, over. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah, really adorable. They just make me smile. And she's also been doing interviews for the Horse Feed She has, she has. We've got uh, another interview that Sam did. She did an amazing one with Emma for the Breeze Up Sales yeah. as a special for episode 10. And I think that if we don't get it out before, I'm aiming to do another special for episode 20 as well. Yeah. Be interested to see what she's got in store for this one for yes. us. Yes, who was it again? She's told us, hasn't she? Be. Brilliant, thank you. So stay tuned for that, guys, and for more from the brand ambassadors coming up in future episodes. Right now, we've got our rider review with Debbie Hart. Hi, all. I'm Debbie, or Debbie Hart 83 on Instagram. I've had horses for over 30 years, so that's plenty of winters I've got through. So my review today for you a lot is for winter boots that will keep your feet nice and toasty in the cold months ahead. So I suffer with Reynards, so my hands and feet get really cold and painful. I've tried many different brands of winter boots, and every time I come back to Mountain Horse. Uh, I've had a few different styles of the winter boots, but I'll review the most recent ones, which are the Vermont Lace Tall Boots. I've got the full length ones, but you can get them as short boots and mid length as well. The waterproof foot part so I can wear them around the yard for everything else. I just don't have the time or inclination to swap and change boots when it's freezing cold. These boots are ideal for me as they're designed for riding but also have. So just take a look at the last season's favourite parts. So that's my review. For Toasty Toes, I'd always recommend Mountain Horse winter boots. Good little tip from me is to always check the official Mountain Horse website as they tend to have really good deals on their stock. Like so much better than other sales on different sites. That's all from us folks for this time over here at the Horse Feed UK podcast. Thank you very much for all our guests and rider reviewers and our brand ambassadors for being involved with episode 17. As we keep saying, without you guys, without the community, the equestrian community in the UK, there is no podcast. Until next time, don't forget to stay up to date, like and follow our brand ambassadors and the companies that we've featured. And until next time, from me and Amy, we will see you soon. Bye. Baby. A big thank you to Samantha Osborne for entering our cover star competition. As you will see, her horse Stilo Blue Native is now the cover star of the Horse Feed UK. You can enter our Christmas cover star competition over at the website. There's some great prizes to be won, so don't forget to check that out at thehorsefeeduk.co.uk.